0: What was the pitch like? If, it, if they weren't already feeling that way, was there like a pitch you had to make for putting more emphasis on gaming?
1: Gaming is constantly jumping over itself and not by little jumps. You can buy yourself to be one of the best gamers. Your pockets can give you that <laughs> that advantage. And that's why as a technology solution provider and a resource to all of our partners out there, we wanna be able to constantly refresh them and keep them armed with the knowledge of, hey, what is coming next?
0: Welcome into the Independent Thinking podcast. This is your host Rob Stott. I uh, this is a, a fun one uh, for a number of reasons. One cuz you know the gaming industry is something I've followed I feel like my whole life uh, as a avid fan from a consumer perspective to uh, years in the B 2 B consumer electronics space as well. So being able to have DNH and Chad Bowser, um, you know, the vendor partner manager over there at DNH, who also he spent time in the gaming category for DNH to help build that category and continues even in his new role to serve as in sort of a cons- uh, consultative role uh, for their gaming initiative. To have him on to dive into this, I it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, just a real natural conversation too. To gaming nerds, if you will. Uh, sorry, Chad, you're not here to defend that. I, I think you might have even referenced yourself, so I'll consider it okay to call you a gaming nerd in this intro. But um, to have us get together and be able to dive into this space and, and sort of the opportunities that exist, um, a lot of fun. And the crux for it all goes back to an article that we came across in a trade publication that – you know, pose the question, does gaming need to be part of a custom integrators pitch? And uh, really, that could be extended to a retailer's pitch. And and especially if you're in the consumer electronics space, um, gaming a category that often, you know, might scare people away because of perceived low margins of the, the consoles themselves and um, software and how that works and the, you know, constant rotation of software, things like that. But um, plenty of other areas to dive into with gaming. And you know the a data point that was shared by AARP of all organizations that you know you think about the the number of people 50 and over that game every day. Um, we'll we'll dive into that stat in the podcast, but not what you're expecting, I imagine, right off the top of your head. So, um, took the opportunity to talk about the space with Chad, uh, see what DnH is doing in in the gaming category, um, and share some you know tips and tricks for those that might want to consider. Jumping into this uh, space with uh, massive potential uh, for your business, so real fun conversation. Let's dive into it. This is Chad Bowser of DNH here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and joined this week uh, by our friends out in DNH, which. Um, you know, I, I did another podcast with the, the folks from NKBA, and they're in, in Bethlehem, PA. I'm sitting here in Philly. You guys are out in Hershey, so well, not too far from uh, you know, the, the area where I'm sitting here, Hershey, Harrisburg area. Uh, I'm out here in Philly, so um, you know, nice to you know, get these Southeastern-ish PA folks on the podcast. Mr. Chad Bowser joining us today uh, from DNH, Vendor Business Manager, um, and if you're reading the headlines, you know we're, we're going to be diving into gaming. So, uh, the a gaming consultant there at DNH as well, uh, a guy who spent plenty of time in their gaming uh, world and and helping out with that initiative and joining us today to talk a a little bit about that. So, Chad, appreciate you jumping on and having the availability.
1: Hey, no problem. I'm pretty excited about this and. Uh... I thank you for reaching out to us. Yes, we are from the sweetest place on earth, and we work for some of the sweetest bosses we can have, and too.
0: Oh no, those those Schwabs are uh, they're a good good bunch. I've been able to interact with them, and um, I I know they they are uh, a powerful duo there, uh, doing some really awesome things with you guys. So, um, you know, I I want to start. Before we even dive into the meat of this thing, like I, obviously we're going to be talking about gaming. It has to be. We're just going to get the elephant out of in the room out of the way. I mean, last name Bowser. I'm sitting here in the Nintendo shirt. I did it purposefully, of course. So tell me, was was this a a, a path, a career path destined for you from day one?
1: It was manifest destiny, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, higher powers were at work somewhere. Uh, call it what you will, but. Um, yeah, I guess I was born into this. Uh, it's It started in 72 when I was born, but there were many footsteps along this journey, and just having the bat, the, the last name um, sealed the deal. I don't know, maybe that's why they gave me a job. Because, hey, Bowser, isn't that a gaming-related? I would hope it has something to do with my knowledge and the skills I bring, but we'll default to my last name. I okay. share, I, I, I'm not alone in this, though. Yeah. There's another Bowser, not just the guy in Nintendo, but there is a dan ba- there's a, a Bowser that runs all of Nintendo of America. Yep. And we actually met each other. We called it ourselves he was Bowser and I was Bowser Jr. so
0: That's a, it's incredible. <laughs> and I why well, I, you know, people that know the games know that Bowser's the villain, so I, I hope you guys didn't lean into that side or maybe you did, I don't know. Is that was that the thing? I don't
1: I don't know, but Jack Black has made my life a little bit worse in the last <laughs> couple of years. So <laughs>
0: no that's great that, that's awesome well I appreciate you having a little bit of fun there and, and you you know shared a little bit of it but tell us for for those listening you know a little bit about yourself and um, your background and, and path to dNH
1: so I've been uh, I've been at dnh going on 12 years now and it it feels like a blink of a, an eye but it's also been a great journey I came on uh, recruited into dNH I originally was at Best Buy and my last my last job at Best Buy was I was the uh, coordinator for gaming in the Philadelphia district, um, working together to grow that initiative. Um, but a great opportunity came across to work for DNH. I talked to people, and they the people at Best Buy spoke very highly of the company. Uh, I was brought in for a short period of time. I did a stint as the HP uh, business development manager. Uh, the opportunity popped up about doing gaming for DNH and and I just jumped both feet in and it has been going nine ten years doing gaming uh growing gaming watching it evolve that the cool thing about gaming is the technology evolves faster than any other uh technology out there it's always doubling year over year and in in nine years when you start and you think we're at today it's mind-blowing
0: yeah, I mean, a lot has changed, and I, it, it's it's kind of interesting, too, um, and it, it leads right into what I was going to ask next, and um, a lot, it, there's so many elements to the gaming industry, right? So, like, you know, there's, there's console gaming with, you know, people think of the PlayStations and Xboxes and Switches and, and Nintendo, and of course, there's the PC side of things, and um you know very powerful systems that can be built and customized and um, I mean you see the gaming leagues and how they've popped up around the world um, and then it, I mean down to you know the the devices in our pockets and the smartphone gaming so there's like how can you simply define this category in any way or or what would you what what would you if someone asked you to define gaming, how would you do it?
1: Entertainment it's how we pass our time yeah there, there was a really good phrase is that societies are judged by how they entertain themselves. Well, our society entertains ourselves by gaming in all different fashions and forms. Uh, it's, how we, it's how we get by. It's how we release stress. It's how we connect and entertain. It's how we hold on to our former glories of the days of high school uh, when we were all great athletes in our minds. Uh, <laughs> and we try and replicate that. Or great, uh, you know, athletes – uh, race car drivers, whatever it, it's it's how we let go of what our day brings and stay connected, physically and digitally.
0: No, I I love that, and um, I kind of taken that and you know from a slightly different perspective, you know the, for the retailer listening, um, yeah, you know, there there's a lot more to it, right? There's the you know we talk again about the consoles and, and the the software and um you know the smartphones themselves too, but like when, when you think about the gaming category obviously, it's a lot broader than just that. So there, you know, talk about some of the things that, um, you know, I I know you mentioned the being involved in kind of the growth of the initiative at DNH. And um, I I think I saw the, uh, you know, in a previous life, having attended some of your shows out there at the the Hershey Convention Center, and that gaming, the esports pavilion that popped up and stuff like that, right? I know you're the guy behind it. So got to see that kind of come to life. What, What were, you know, it made clear that gaming is about more than those systems and the software. So talk about some of the other aspects of, you know, what you might see on a retail floor that constitutes gaming.
1: So gaming, and it's when you say retail, gaming is actually, it can split. It has evolved. It's also, we call it consumer and commercial. And when you say gaming, that usually infers consumer. That is a, a, an individual in their house um, playing games, maybe not competitively, and then there's what has become esports. Yeah. And esports is competitive game. It is colleges. It is teams. Uh, it is you know entities playing for big money, branded teams, branding. That's where the commercial and all the branding that comes in. So there's two aspects to it. But the retailer, they customize and they tailor to the individual, the gamer. That may one day, if they're young, want to become that esports person. Hopes and dreams that we all have. Aspirations. Uh, and then commercially, there's partners out there that build uh, whole studios. We, D&H has actually worked with a partner in downtown Harrisburg to build an esports lab. A great group of guys called Harrisburg Storm. Not long after we helped them build that, they turned around and won the esports collegiate championship. Uh, they were on ESPN and everything. Man. It was it was uh, really cool, unfortunately, because ESPN said, Hey, you can't have any logos on there, so they'd take <laughs> off the D and H brand. But it was it was really cool to see those kids go out there and win, we're like, Hey, we were part of that. And there's a lot of people that are part of that. And and also along with gaming, you you nailed it. there's a certain there's it's called it's experience. Gaming's experience doesn't just stop with the controller or the mouse in your hand. There is the ambiance around the lighting, the you go into your gaming room um i am a a nerd by trade and a nerd by uh life and you know i was influenced by the tron movie and i always wanted to cross over to the grid uh i want to go into a room where i have the tron experience lights come on and everything and that's part of the gaming the gaming ambiance. um and and then there's the next step is is you game and then you stream your game and you go you go online and you show people and you learn from the, the community or you just have an opinion. Gamers are opinionated. (laughs) And everyone wants to put their opinion out there, and that's part of it. Twitch streaming, YouTube, uh, there's all different things that a lot of people do.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, needless to say, the, the... The opportunities for the retailer in this extend beyond the console and the controller. There's, you mentioned the the lighting and the ambiance around. I, I think I, you know, I'm sitting here. If you're watching a video, obviously you got a background set up and uh, the headphones and everything involved. There's microphones for streaming. I've got LED strip lighting around the desk here. I'm trying to show off a little bit, but it's hard with the windows because it's not nighttime, so you can't really see it. But I, I see it. Um, you know, it's setting up that environment for you. The desk chairs, the standing desks, like all the, the gaming desks that
1: exist out there, and um, the, so the just, monitors, yeah, the, the speakers. Yep. Um, not everyone wants to put a headphone on the, the the speaker quality. It's it's a full experience that you have to put yourself. The chair you sit on. I'm sitting on a very nice gaming chair. You can't yep. see it, but it, it's not it's not a console and a controller anymore it's not a sega we'll say sega (laughs) (laughs) it's that full
0: immersive experience and um you know you mentioned um the the role you kind of played in growing gaming at dnh and i I know it's you know since you've been there a a major emphasis for the company so why um and maybe it might be cool too to hear your perspective because i'm sure you played you you definitely did play a big role in it the the importance that's been placed on the category um you know why why is there such a great importance and what was the pitch like if it if they weren't already feeling that way was there like a pitch you had to make for putting more emphasis on gaming
1: so i read that it, it goes on along with that article i read from aarp about actually realizing how much bigger it, it is yeah and and how much it has become a part of uh, our dna and gaming has become a part of dna uh dnh has an acronym where BFGs, built for growth well built for gaming too yeah see how it works a lot of ways <laughs> that bfg works really well but you know we we saw it and i was looking at these numbers and and as i said in the beginning gaming is constantly jumping over itself and not by little jumps huge leaps uh partners like nvidia and amt are constantly bringing out new and more powerful graphics cards and 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 products intel uh is constantly ramping up their their processors to be able to game intel is doing their own graphics cards right now that's you know it it is always trying to one up each other and the consumer is trying is wants the best they want to keep up they want to be the really cool thing is is with gaming you can buy yourself to be one of the best gamers you your pockets can give you that (laughs) that advantage and and that's why As a technology solution provider and a resource to all of our partners out there, we want to be able to constantly refresh them and keep them armed with the knowledge of, hey, what is coming next? Look at artificial intelligence and Mm -hmm. the role that's going to play in gaming and our everyday lives. So we we looked at it and we said, uh, you know, I said, hey, this is big. We took it, separated it, put it over here. We started watching it, and it just started growing. And our biggest growth came from PC gaming. Yeah. Uh, we are one of the biggest PC gaming provider in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with all the retailers. Uh, we work with all the uh, OEM partners. We work with of MSI and uh, ASUS, mm-hmm. all HP, all their brands are carried. We have um, very fancy high-end desktop partners like CLX, custom-built, yep. and all the display, Samsung, um, LG, Corsair. I mean, the list is immense. If anyone that wants to go and visit DNH, we actually have a website you click on and see all the different partners we add. And as we grew, we added more labor, more specialists. There's a team inside of DNH that love gaming, but know gaming too. Yeah. Beyond
0: me. No, it's awesome. I mean, you know what's crazy is we haven't even talked about You talk about the industry kind of leapfrogging itself regularly uh we haven't even touched on virtual reality and, and like everything that can do in the future and i i future i mean you look at the product that's available now and um you know the 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 ultimate immersive experience <laughs> of having that headset and and uh you know being in the game and feeling like you're part is just a whole we could have a whole nother podcast on that but um
1: i know a lot about that category yeah, it's, too. <laughs> it's it's crazy
0: it's it's a it's a crazy space but um, and you referenced it, you know, that article about kind of dispelling some misconceptions that are out there about the, the gaming industry. I, and, you know, I, I told you ahead of time, um, you know, we talked a couple days ago about this and, and just th- casually throwing out the question to some colleagues after seeing this AARP article about, you know, what percentage, um, it, it was kind of the main crux of even wanting to do this, the, the main, what's the percentage they, you know, I would ask them that they think of people um you 50 and over that game every day and i you know noodle on that for a minute watch them stir think well he's trying to trick me like this this sounds like a trick question but i didn't get anyone that told me over 20% uh, like you know 5 to 10 10 to 15 were average ranges that this article that you're referencing 50% of people 50 and over that game every day and um i mean i think that says a lot right there right just off the off the top of about how sort of widespread the the gaming uh, you know gaming is as a as an industry and how you know how popular it is across not just young generations but all generations
1: it so i read that article and i, I had a uh, what do they call it a moment i didn't have a midlife crisis <laughs> but i had an out-of-body experience as i read the article and you know to the listeners out there hey i'm 50 and, <laughs> and, and I have to I, be clear, I, the,
0: this was not an intended target at you. I just, that that has to be said.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it, it triggered and it's, the article is 100% spot on. Um, there's a, a generation, Gen X, um, for some reason, society and social media wants to skip over our generation. We talk about boomers and we talk about uh, millennials, but Generation X Born 1965, 1980. Do you know what happened in the gaming world, in our world, in those time periods? Star Wars came out. You yeah. were a teenager. Some people, young child, Star Wars. My favorite movie, Tron. Do you know 1988 was the first time that Madden came out on the mm. Commodore 64? Crazy. That, All that stuff. The World Wide Web launched in 93. Um, Sega, Sando, all this stuff came out. And, and Generation X... And late boomers, we were in our t- our young years, teenage years, and twenty. And as I said, the, the, the technology, leap getting better, changing how we game. We went from console gaming to playing games like X Wing versus Tie to things like War of Warcraft, League of Legends, and then esports. And we got we got crushed into the the pandemic, and all of a sudden this e NASCAR event came up, and people were doing that, and we were gaming more at home. And then one day I turned around and I'm 50, (laughs) but I'm still gaming. Yeah. And, but what has changed between me being a 19 year old gamer and me being a 50 year old gamer is the strength of my wallet and my (laughs) buying power. Uh, I had to choose ramen noodles over the latest hit coming out. Now I don't have to do that. (laughs) And I'll tell you, anyone of my age range, if they stood in line to buy their son or daughter that Nintendo switch they were inside, also standing in line for themselves. <laughs> Don't let them lie to you. If you were to go right now and you see the lines, people standing outside waiting for the Nvidia graphics cards, see how old they are. I bet you there's a real high mix of people over fifty getting those graphics cards. Right,
0: and you, well, the funny thing is, you talk about aside from you know the the professional esports gamers that are out there that have the support of. Uh, you know the sponsorship money and things like that to, to be able to afford those. The casual gamers, you know the the that older generation that wants to keep up with the the young generation that you know is is doing this and advancing their own you know video gaming skill sets. They can afford those products to, like you said, you know uh, afford themselves the opportunity to uh, compete against those everyday gamers that are out there. So it's uh for sure. I, I mean, and I just think about. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned the the sports games and things like that, and how those have evolved, and um, you know, kind of allowing you to to relive the past and and things like that. You know, to dive into Madden. What are we at Madden? Gosh, you said eighty eight, so it's like thirty five years old, right? So it's a thirty five year old game at this point. So um, just neat to see sort of the industry um, evolve the way it has, and knowing too, like if that's the number now, it's fifty percent now. You think about Kids that I mean, they've been essentially born into this world of having games at their fingertips and things like that. And as they become more affluent over time and the opportunities that exist to, to target them and, um, you know, build out these gaming rooms, I, it's just, it seems like it's only going to grow.
1: It's going to grow. It's as time passes, that number of gamers over 50 is going to go very quickly towards, you know, 90%. You know, once the, once the millennials that we gave them all this gaming stuff but we played a long time, it will it will be most of the people. And why? Well, also the other part is not only does it keep us in touch, it keeps us sharp. It keeps our minds going. It challenges us. You never want to let the old man or old woman in. And gaming keeps that per- at bay. I plan on gaming until I'm, you know, I can't touch the keyboard or pick up the controller. I'll probably be 80 in gaming and I won't be alone. I will have good company with me on this journey.
0: No, I, I love that. And I mean, I, I think the the numbers right there should be enough for a retailer to realize like, oh, there is an opportunity here. But even, you know, if, if that's not enough, what's kind of the the pitch for them? You know, how can they, if they're concerned maybe about, you know, they, they might hear some of the things about the, the margin, because again, they're probably only thinking about the consoles that don't make money, in fact, probably lose money. And then the software that that's where the margins are. But, you know, I don't know how much of that goes back to the... the the software company but you know so they might have their concerns in their mind what's kind of the pitch to help them get over that hump of you know realizing that there is an opportunity here
1: well it you know and there the margins in in console gaming are, it's it's tight and a lot of the, the bigger partners do very well and obviously they have found a way to stay at that and, but we, as we identified gaming pc gaming is definitely a strong area where our Partners and your retailers can make more money but also the experience of selling gaming you don't just and, and I gave this advice to all my partners are selling consoles I said if you just sell a console you're not going to be profitable you have to sell an entire experience you have to get your customer to buy the entire experience if you were going into a house and you were setting up someone wanted you to do a custom installation of a gaming um, room for them all the things I had mentioned before starts at the desktop and you want to do a desktop because that allows them to get that cool RGB look and upgrade it. But then you get the monitor, you get the chair, you get the furniture, um, you you get the ambient lighting, you get the quality uh, sound speakers or sound equipment. Um, I often let the the keyboards and mice, that's up to the individual user, left hand, right hand. You don't know that. Um, But then there's also, you know, someone told me and it's true. There's the internet connection. You're not just going. You're going into this home. So you're going to do a lot for them to the experts. Uh, it's you know making sure they have gaming routers or powerful routers or um, Orbeez set up to extend the range of it. Uh, it you if you want to cross blend it into a home entertainment room with the drop down projectors uh, or even high end monitors made by some of these people. Corsair, Samsung, LG makes some wonderful monitors. Bending flex monitors, dual purpose. Uh, So there is margin in there. And then on top of it, it's what they add as an individual, making all these come together. There is a price, and and there's a good reason why this individual adds their value because, again, I'm 50. I have have my big boy job. At the end of the day, when I want to unwind, I want to relax. I don't want to have to build all that. I want to be able to sit in my chair, push the play, and go. And if someone can provide that solution for me I'm a happier man
0: well what I love about the way you just described that is it doesn't sound too different from any conversation they're probably already having around you know going into a home and doing these things they're gonna have to you know if they're taking an entertainment room if they're if they're putting in a home theater say because I mean that seems to be the the standard for what a custom installer does right they're going in they're putting in seating they're putting in probably lighting I mean they're gonna have to re-network the house um uh, to some extent whether that's for audio uh speakers that are in the walls or um upgrading for for better connectivity in that room because they're going to have a media server um there's a lot of those things that you mentioned that they're already doing so this is like an add-on conversation just kind of understanding like hey you know whether it's a pitch or you realize you walk into their house and maybe you see a console lying around and and uh you know it's Maybe a PS3, and you want to give them that opportunity to upgrade to, you know, the, the latest and greatest. But it's not too dissimilar from what you're already doing.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Uh, there's the phrase, read the room. You're going into their house, so you get a better chance to read the room and read the the person you're selling to. They say, I want to build this, you know, home theater uh, cave, and they ask NASCAR stuff up all over the place. You ask like, hey, do you like uh, doing racing simulators and that? And it's like, yeah, I actually do that. And boom, all of a sudden, next thing you know, do you ever think about doing, getting a, a PC and getting racing wheels and the racing pedals and the full solution? And now you're not. You went in there to sell them a home theater, and you just created a racing sim station for them. And the add-ons again are the furniture. You know, do you stow it? Is it alive? Is it there? Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of untapped potential and I know quite a few people that are racing sim fanatics, <laughs> not my, not my soup of choice, but it, it's and flight. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I should mention that like there's a game that Microsoft's called flight. You know what you do? You fly a plane <laughs> in real time and people love that. They will yeah. take eight hours and fly the plane from, you know, LAX to london and it's that crazy. was and they love it and it i actually did it and i was like it was really cool i crashed my plane into the harrisburg international airport oh, so no. <laughs> we'll stick to game thankfully and, it
0: was virtual and you know that's yes, why they, that's why it's set up that way <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you mentioned so, the, the simulator like i think back to the pandemic and if i if i recall i mean when NASCAR, nascar was shut down for a time right those drivers to stay sharp and even now i i think you know i popular name if you're familiar with the the racing uh, industry and dale Earnhardt jr being a big gamer um i'm pretty sure you know that there are multiple racers out there that have these simulators set up so you know you can't waste gas waste tires trying to run around a track for practice laps hop into your simulator and do the same thing and they have these professional rigs set up so that they can you know test these tracks out before they even you know get on a one of their you know buses their tour buses and end up you know down at Pocono Raceway or whatever so that they can practice that tricky triangle <laughs> and figure it out right so i mean that it's just cool it, it's a it's the, a unique space
1: there is a peer of mine who is over 50 uh and you shall go on name but they they work for DNH and they are f- fanatic yeah. of nascar racing simulators uh,
0: <laughs> that's awesome so. uh, well i hey I, him and i may have to talk <laughs> so, no that's great uh well, i want to close you know you kind of mentioned a, a few of those opportunities and these simulators obviously being one but uh, is there any area that you think uh, maybe it is the big the big opportunity or where even you might still see some untapped potential um you know in this industry for retailers or, or custom installers out there
1: I would offer gaming in any and every consultation I have because it is it is so basic. You know, read your customer. Start start here. You, you see, there, well. It's an Xbox sale. You go there. It, it if it's a higher or or uh, more into gaming, I would go desktop and I would evolve it. It should be thrown in because it with every consultation and every offering because it is so mainstream it is every day and the integration um of when you're doing this you're hooking up the smart tv to the internet and all the stuff where you're hooking up the sound why not have the gaming gaming consoles now you know they replace the old the old comcast yes. box they now do that they're a they're a media center too mm-hmm. so it's the computer it, they're multi-purpose they're very powerful so it it should be a part of it it start with start with the seed of the gaming console or desktop and then span it from there that's where you start and those are the questions that and I'd start looking at some of the ones that the the partners out there that can do custom builds and define them for that customer uh, and are very flexible and very w- willing to work and then start building the experience from that you know it, it'll all start waterfalling the, the monitor the networking the power supply uh, protection yep. and the surge the ambient lighting uh and the furnitures yeah so it's pretty it, it'll go boom 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 one thing after the other
0: kind of like a big domino effect i love it um no it's cool I, like i said a, a really unique topic I, it shouldn't be unique it should be so commonplace and and you know um i think we'll start to see i i believe retailers realize that as well so um, appreciate you taking the time and, and diving into it with us, Chad. Uh really quick. Cool this was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh should do more of it. Maybe uh next time, you know, I already offered it to N K B A that I'd pop by their their Bethlehem office. I'll I'll take a John out to uh Harrisburg here, Hershey, pick up some chocolate and uh some of that phenomenal uh, you know, corn. I know big cornfields out there. Uh, some great we're building, some the best corn. We're
1: building an esports lab,
0: so we'll <laughs> we let go. you walk that. There we go. I love it. <laughs> so, no, this was great. So we appreciate it and uh, look forward to doing it again soon. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. And thanks again to Chad, uh, you know, from the, the Nintendo Bowser jokes all the way through to just sharing some incredible insights on this space in the gaming category. Um, really appreciate him. I had a lot of fun diving into it. Um, just a, a great topic that I think, you know, that, like we said throughout, there is massive potential in this space. And I uh, hope to see more, you know, gaming pitches and, and gaming product of all shapes and sizes, uh, you know, pop up in, in retailer stores. So uh, appreciate him. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast. And we'll catch you next time.